This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All week on Sports Talk with Jock, we're going to be doing a little bit of a training camp preview and update as we're going to go through the Western Conference here in the Canadian Football League. Thursday night, we're going to be joined by Wally Buono, head coach and general manager of the BC Lions. The BC Lions are here on Tuesday night. That's next Tuesday night as the CFL preseason gets underway. Uh, Tomorrow night, we're either going to go to Winnipeg or Edmonton. Uh, We'll do the same thing on Friday. But tonight, we get to kick things off in Saskatoon, the training camp home for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's a real pleasure to be joined by our old friend, uh, John Murphy, the Assistant VP of Football Operations and Player Personnel. Mr. Murphy, how are you? Jock, how's everything going? I cannot complain. Thank you very much. How are things going for training camp for the Riders? Uh, excellent. Uh, I think a, a little bit uh, cooler than maybe people thought, but uh, having heard that the conditions were even worse in Winnipeg uh, <laughs> the last couple of days, I guess you, you can't complain and got to be ready for anything uh, this time of year because I guess it can be anywhere from 70 or, you know, uh, or in this case, you know, anywhere from 10 degrees to, to 18 here. So uh, I guess you take the good days with the bad ones, but... Uh, enjoyable so far and uh, look forward to getting to the weekend and kind of a little bit of scrimmage so guys get to, to start knocking the rust off uh, but so far so good and uh, anticipating a, a real interesting preseason uh, against Winnipeg and against uh, the BC Lions. I don't want to brag but it's been beautiful here in Calgary so we've had no issues with the weather so sorry to hear it's been bad. I would have no problem moving next year's camp to Banff. <laughs> Just throwing that out. There. Has it been that bad? Has it been that bad? The weather? <laughs> no, I'm just you know it, it has more to do with how lovely Banff is than <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, so much to talk about with the Riders because there were a lot of changes in the off season, and of course the biggest change because it's a quarterback driven league, as you know, John um, Darian Durant is now in Montreal. Darian Durant actually suffered an, a leg injury at training camp today, so uh, we won't go down that path. But uh, let's talk about your quarterbacking situation because. Vince Young, Kevin Glenn, uh, Brandon Bridge, the the Canadian, they're battling it out. Uh, first of all, in your opinion, how has Vince Young looked? You know, what? I think that you see improvement uh, from mini camp, you know, till till you know each day of practice here, and that's you know all about seeing the game and you know seeing the field, you know whether it's the wider field or whether it's the extra defender. Uh, you know, you're starting to see some of the down, you know, mid to downfield throws. Uh, be simpler form. You're starting to see him uh, be a little more fluid, you know, with things. So again, that has a lot to do with you know two years of just you know working out when when a team would call is a little bit different, uh, you know, than being on the field and being out there every day. So I think that's you know that's the the next step of things. So now each guy uh, behind Kevin Glenn, uh, Vin Jung had an opportunity. Brandon Bridge kind of went day one, um, splitting reps with the first team, and then uh, Brian Bennett. Got day two, and and now Vin Jung has had, you know, his turn, you know, with it. So now we'll see in the coming next couple of days, you know, how do those guys take when they've had an opportunity to go with the ones uh, and they're back with the twos and threes, you know, who kind of takes that next, you know, step forward? Because Vince obviously has the most pro experience. Uh, Brandon Bridge has the most CFL experience. And Brian Bennett is kind of the wild card dark horse guy, uh, you know, who sat on Winnipeg's practice roster last year, but he got an opportunity, you know, to be behind uh, a couple of good quarterbacks. And more importantly, uh, having had a, a year in change with Paul Apolise and, and Buck Pierce, you know, two guys that really know CFL offenses, Buck who played 
in the league. And Paul, who's had a lot of success with quarterbacks, uh, you know, here's a kid who athletically could be as good or not more athletic than any of the quarterbacks on our roster, recruited to Oregon, uh, put up big numbers at southeastern Louisiana. So he's kind of a guy that I think people will be uh, probably most surprised at at how athletic and and how much uh, movement ability he has for a kid of his size. Uh, so now they'll they'll really have a you know a tough competition going there because you're going to get basically one game you know to to kind of give us you know a mindset of you know who should really be given the inside track you know to being the backup. Uh, and the good thing is you know having had a bunch of experience with Kevin. Um, I'm very comfortable, you know, with him. Uh, the other guys who have played with and against him are very comfortable. You know, he had a second go around, although it was brief, you know, a lot less than what he thought it was going to be here a few years ago. So there's still a lot of teammates that, that know him. So they kind of uh, know his leadership skills. They know what his background and things are. And like I've, you know, said, uh, uh, you know, on a couple of occasions, you know, you, you've seen how, um, you know, kind of the sports world sometimes, you know, it may take its time, but normally rewards people for, for putting in the time and putting in the effort. And you saw it happen, unfortunately, for Peter fans, you know, last year in the biggest moment where Henry Burris, you know, kind of rode off into the sunset, you know, uh, when things looked at certain points of last year like he was never going to get another opportunity maybe to play for a Grey Cup. So uh, it would be real interesting to see, you know, his third go-around in Saskatchewan in a very, very, very difficult division you know, I would ask you, you know, can you remember a time where, you know, the, the top four teams last year in the division were, were that close uh, and that there was that much competition on the Western side? Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how a veteran quarterback does with the receiving core we now have in a rebuilt offensive line. Right. Well, and and you mentioned the offensive line, John, and, and you're bang on. You know, uh, Stampeder fans know all about uh, Bone Crusher. They know all about Derek Dennis. So you went out and, and you took another offensive lineman, uh, you know, in Ryan White in the free agent market. And from all accounts, uh, you know, Brendan Labatt is healthy this year, and he is going to be a staple on that offensive line. So that's going to be, I think, a big bonus for the Ottawa, for the Saskatchewan North riders well and then i think you know the other day having an opportunity where you know uh what went on creatively in in toronto was kind of interesting they had three general managers you know this off season Mm -hmm. uh you know where they had jim for you know a certain amount of time and we're all very familiar you know with uh the things that he likes and uh and and what kind of players he kind of prefers and then then spencer zimmerman took control and and did a good job you know uh kind of mining the the office uh, while they uh, interviewed people for the job and then Jim Pop you know took over so you you could see that you know last year Toronto had drafted two old linemen they had signed Dean and Diakowski you know kind of in free agency you know time so they they sort of had a, a guy from each one of those regimes and uh, you know with you know free agency kind of closing in on you know excuse me the, the start of the you know regular season kind of here Upon them, they kind of had to make a decision on, uh, you know, how to fit all those players, you know, kind of on a, you know, on a roster. Uh, and, and I think we made a really good trade for ourselves. I think uh, getting Armani Edwards to Toronto gives him a better opportunity to play, you know, uh, and in his second year in the CFL, he wanted a, a chance to compete to play, whereas here he was probably competing to be more of the DI. And uh, a guy like Diakowski can come here and, you know, once again, now you start looking at things and saying, hey, it's a, a rebuilt left side with uh, the best lineman in the league a year ago and Derek Dennis. 
uh, an all-Canadian player returning to us in Brendan Labatt. You know, we have a veteran center in Dan Clark. A couple of kids battling at right guard, but now Diakowski can jump into that mix. Right. Uh, and having a veteran, you know, two veterans in Jarrell King, who's now back to full strength, and Thad Coleman, who's coming off his, the best season of his career as an 18-game starter. Uh, it, it all of a sudden gives you some depth, both you know Canadian and American, and like we had mentioned, it, it's no doubt that you're following you know ideas that have been you know set before you. It's no doubt that you know both Calgary and BC in the past, and Edmonton in the last couple of years, their Canadian ratio ability, their ability to put an eighth guy on the field, and then even a ninth guy if there was an injury to one of their starting seven ratio guys has been the difference in the consistency of the outcome of their games. We That's lost six point. games by seven or less points. We had two other games, you know, that were in within seven points going into the fourth quarter, and we weren't able to finish any of those games. If you finish half of them, you're in the playoffs. If you finish most of them, you're having a very different conversation about what <laughs> you know kind of season you had last year. And so I think the ratio flexibility is important to look at it and say we have two guys who are proven Canadian receivers we have a running back who has an opportunity we have three offensive linemen now d tackle mike linebacker will linebacker free safety you know and even field corner all have guys that have played and started games in the cfl you're starting to mimic where those good clubs have gone because even remember all those years that montreal made the playoffs they had five starters on the o-line but they still had three other guys on the regular basis starting yeah they were starting eight canadians for a large majority of those games, and I think that's something we've tried to mimic. Yeah, you certainly need the good Canadian content, without a doubt. John Murphy, he is uh, with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, VP of Football Operations and Player Personnel. I, I like what Chris Jones said earlier today, uh, your general manager and head coach. Uh, he shut down the idea of uh, Justin Cox returning it to the Riders, uh, saying it's a team matter, saying he has a couple of daughters. I was a little surprised with the commissioner today, though, saying that Justin Cox will not be allowed to play in the Canadian Football League. Did that one surprise you at all, John? You know, um, we, we had not contacted the league yesterday when when things came down. Uh, you know, it was obviously brought to our attention because a few of our players had missed uh, practice yesterday to go down and potentially be called to testify. Right. Uh, they kind of alerted us first, and then it started to make, you know, headway all over the place. And, uh, you know, when we sat down and just kind of initially digested the, you know, what that meant, you know, because there's some differences in Canadian law you know, to Americans, so we kind of had to figure out first what exactly that meant to find out, you know, that it meant that the whole thing was, uh, you know, thrown out of court. Um, the conclusion was it didn't matter what level of player it was. It didn't matter who he was on the field to us. It mattered more that, hey, you have to kind of hold yourself to a higher accountability and that you can't keep putting yourself and, and your team and your city and your province and and all those things in harm's way to give somebody a second a third or a fourth opportunity so you can wish the person the very best there were a lot of things you know player programs that are set up to help guys you know and, and were available prior to to you know this situation arising but i don't think you can go down that road another time now is there a time and place to to give other people you know an opportunity maybe but i think we're going to have to be you know, uh, very vigilant, you know, to the guys that we evaluate, very vigilant to the ideas of giving somebody else uh, a second chance uh, because you just don't, you know, there's way more at risk than uh, missing or losing out on a, on a great cover guy. 
you know, there's way greater things at risk here. You know, 30-plus percent of your season ticket holders are female. You know, probably a large majority of your audience, you know, have daughters at home, including, like I said, Chris Jones has two. I have two. Jeremy O'Day has two. You know, you have female females on staff. And more importantly, you have to understand that, you know, your actions and, and your things that you decide to do in life, they do have consequences. And, and whether you're uh, acquitted or whether you're found innocent or whether a case is thrown out of court, the whole scenario that went down, the whole factor, you know, that this has, has been put forth and, and injured, you know, the brand name of, of our club is way more important, you know, than anything else. The, the shield of the league and the shield of the club come before anything that goes on on the field. So I think you have to, you know, really step out in front of things and say, hey, it really doesn't matter what the commissioner says. It really doesn't matter what the CFL says. You have to deal with things like this uh, pretty quickly uh, and, and kind of cut right to the chase with it and move forward. We've had a really good competition between three younger players there, and, and you got to look forward to developing the next guy because if there was a rookie, you know, and he was our top rookie last year at that position, it means it can, you know, it can happen again. And I think we have to just be looking forward to tomorrow uh, and then at the same time wishing the kid the best and, and hoping that uh, he can recover and have a good career doing something. And, uh, you know, if it's playing football, terrific. But if it's just, uh, you know, learning from this experience and not letting it happen again, uh, I think that's equally, if not more important, you know, for all of us. Very well said. Uh, Mr. Murphy, we're out of time. Uh, thanks so much for your time, uh, and I know we're going to do it again during the season, so uh, uh, keep Excellent. it fresh. I look, forward to, uh, all right. I look forward to seeing you up in the box on Tuesday. Sounds good. Take care, John. Excellent. Thanks, Jacques. John Murphy. He is the uh, Assistant VP of Football Operations and Player Personnel for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. we got to take a break. This is Sports Talk with Jock. This is News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock, weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary, CHQR.